Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Good morning, Dan. Happy birthday. How are you, my friend? Listen, I'm uh, the first one, hopefully, to welcome you to the Codger Club. <laughs> it, uh, it, it may it may sound unappealing, but it's, uh, it's, it's a lot better than the alternative. And by the way, I, I did a little research on that... Uh, that partial eclipse tomorrow. Actually, that's going to be Nick Saban trying to moon us from the 50-yard line. <laughs> oh, yes. You know, uh, hey, you know, I mean, only a, a zealot would have his birthday uh, in the fall on a uh, Friday the 13th. I know, so, congratulations. I know. Yeah, th- yeah, now they got these, uh, you know, the uh, Hezbollah, whatever. World Jihad date. What is it? Hamas. What did I say? Hamas. Yeah, I get them mixed up. They're doing Jihad Day, the World Jihad Day today on my birthday, of course. You know, Dan, also I share the birthday with Jerry Jones. I wonder how old Jerry is. We need to look him up. Is I'll he, say he's 83. Yeah, I would say he's in his 80s, I think. So um, all it means is just the joints get a little bit older and, and, and you know, whatever. I will say this. 81. You know, 81. Uh, Dan is, uh, always gives us his lock of the week. Uh, and I'm 1-0 last night, Dan. I went with the, uh, with the Chiefs. Wasn't pretty, uh, but the Chiefs get it done last night uh, against the uh, the lowly Broncos. I got to tell you, you know, the, and I know there's a, a lot of uh, appeal to the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, Patrick Mahomes, everybody thinks the greatest thing since sliced bread. You know, Kelsey's running around with Taylor Swift. I got it. I got it. But I, I watched I watched that football team. It's it's you know, hey, it's it's check down and turnovers. I don't, I don't see the uh, the rhythm that I saw in years past with that Kansas City offense. And you know, at some point, you start paying your quarterback of King's ransom. You ain't got you you don't have money for receivers. <laughs> right. You don't have money for you know the difference makers at other places. So. We'll see how all that works out. But like you said, you had your legs crossed waiting for that one to come in last night. Well, Dan, listen, the Razorbacks go down to Oxford, and uh, just like LSU, they, they actually had the lead on the road uh, in the fourth quarter, 20-17, to 17, can't hold on. Pretty darn solid performance by the defense to hold Ole Miss to half what they're normally uh, about 600 yards a game they get. And uh, But, again, the same kind of issues you know, with the offense, just can't seem to block, can't get any running game going, and, and penalties seem to hurt the team. And, uh, and now, obviously, they got the ultimate test. But uh, again, have the lead in the second half and just can't hold on. You know, that's what's called a football team, not football spectrum. You know, different, you know, uh, parts and, and, and different aspects of it. You, you got to play, you know, complementary football. And, and you're exactly right. But think about this, you know, and, and I understand the Hogs are in, a, you know, this is, this is a, a spot. Very few teams have ever had to be put in. Think about the schedule: going to Ole Miss, then going to Alabama. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. I mean, this is this is not easy, and we're in the midst of a four-game losing streak. The schedulers they did us zero favors, <laughs> but you can't cry. Nobody's right. coming to rescue us. We're going to have to find a way out of this trap. Now, it's easy to point at the offensive line, and that's been a bone of contention all year. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and again. It, Years ago, a lot of these questions could have been, you know, answered, and 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 you find answers to, in in, in you know, 
two days, three days. Yeah, that's uh, right. That's early right. in the season, and now they don't make. You know, the kids don't practice. They don't hit. You you don't you don't know anything about how they're going to react until you're in the middle of a game against Auburn, and you you know it's too late then. So. You know, it's easy to point at the offensive line. I know they, you know, they tried to move some people around, but it, 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 you got to also say, for whatever reason, KJ Jefferson, he has not been anything more than functional this year. He hasn't been extraordinary. Um, we know about Rocket, uh, and I said the first game, I said something's going on with him. He looks slow, stiff, mechanical. It's almost like you know, there's, there's such a thing as being in the weight room too much, and I, maybe. You know, I heard about, oh, well, he's gained, you know, muscle. and right. There's something about just, you know, if you're running back, you need to run a lot. And and it, it, to me, he just not, he has not looked like the same guy. And it's easy to point a finger at Danny Enos. He, you know, he hadn't done no favors either. But <laughs> the offense has no rhythm, no rhyme, no schematic advantage. It's, it's, it's tough. But. Okay, how do you get out of this thing? Okay, you're going to Alabama, and this is not a, this is not the uh, yes. end all Alabama yes, that, team. That's right. That we, that's right. We can we can match up in certain ways, certain areas, but the main thing is we got to find some way to hang our hat on on the running game <clears throat> or, or the short passing game, the screen game. We got to find a way to hang our hat on something that's successful, and then then make Alabama have to worry and make adjustments on offense. And if we don't do that, then they will dictate the way this game will be played. And then by the fourth quarter, they'll start melting our defense down like everybody else said. You know, um, uh, Roger, yesterday, I t- Dan, I, t- I told the guys I was doing an interview with uh, Dari Noka and Aaron Murray of Sirius Satellite. And we're talking about the Razorbacks. And I, and I made the point. I said, here's the deal. I said, that, that's that's the problem. Like Dan said, it's it's sort of late in the game to to make wholesale changes. You are what you are. And I said uh, I did the old uh, who was the was the old Kentucky basketball coach who was coaching for the Celtics. It said you know Larry, Rick Larry yeah Rick Pitino. He said Larry Bird's not walking through that door. So I mentioned three players. <clears throat> I said that are not walking in that uh, locker room. You and who the th- I'll give you one was Dan. One of, obviously I said, one of them I said Dan Hampton. Hampton's not walking through that door. Darren McFadden. Darren McFadden's not, not walking, through, walking that through that door. And one of uh, and, I'll say one of my teammates. One of your teammates. All, he's, I'll just give you. Oh, yeah. Uh, Atwater? Atwater. Atwater. Nailed it. Dan, I said, uh, uh, I said, yeah, it's too late. Dan Andrews not walking through that door. Steve Atwater's not uh, walking through that door. Derrick what Bass. a list. Yeah, I know, I know. But, uh, yeah, it is what it is. And, you know, I, I hate it. But you're right. You know, uh, Dan, I threw up the stat. This is the first time since 1925 that we played four our first four conference opponents on the road. So, you're right, the bad scheduling. And then that's why that BYU loss was such a – you know, just a, a bummer because that one, you know, that was a just – you hate to lose one at home there that you should have won knowing that you're probably going to lose these next four, you know? Absolutely. And and if you look on down the uh, schedule, Missouri, Missouri's causing trouble. I know. I'm telling you, that young Drinkwitch coach is um, – we'll, we'll see how he matches up, you know, this weekend. But it, nobody is walking through that door to rescue, you know, anybody. And, and Sam – Sam knows it, and you can tell by the look on his face. He yeah. he hasn't been happy with the way. And again, yeah, again, this season mirrors the Chicago Bears so much. A, a good-natured, good guy coach that unfortunately didn't do the proper, you know, uh, things in in the preseason and the ramp up to the season. Where now 
it's almost like it's too late. You know, yeah. the the barn door's been open. Why close it now? The horses are, you know, halfway downtown. So yeah. it's 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 too late, and we got to find a way if we can to salvage what we we can. What better way? What better way to kind of turn things around? And you know, come on, you know that every week Saban is beating on his kids, saying you got to be ready for Georgia. You got to be ready for Ole Miss. They're not talking about Arkansas. I wouldn't. I'd be saying, hey, everybody's handling Arkansas. We have a chance to sneak in Tuscaloosa and find, you know, some things we can build and, and be productive with, hang our hat on it, and get them into the fourth quarter and see what happens. That's all you can do. You know, Dan, the, the, the thing is, uh, Baz touched on it the uh, uh, last couple of days about the focus that the offensive line has with all the uh, false starts that's yeah. going on. And then Sam comes out and tells us uh, uh, in, in the last three or four weeks or since the season started, one was that uh, he had to tell, talk to a few players as being like a counselor, making them you know, stay off social media, I know things are bad, and blah, 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 this and that and this and that. And then this last press conference a couple of days ago, he's on there talking about how this team still has in their head the BYU loss. And they're still thinking about that, and they're still suffering from that. I listen, and Baz has got a Baz has got a wager on our Oakline app. He's got a wager that the Razorbacks score at least a touchdown in the first half. And Dan, I'm sorry, as a Razorback fan, and I'm a wonk. I have no faith in the team scoring a, uh, against Alabama on this. Well, and what what, what evidence do you have yeah. to think? Oh wow, we're, we're all of a sudden going to bust out and be USC, right? And, right. and put twenty eight up. So right. I understand. But, you know, back to the offensive line, you know, and there's been a bunch of kids, and Latham has, has oh, it's been awful. Right. And I, I talk with a bunch of my ex-teammates that watch it pretty close, some offensive linemen, and, and, and they're, they're horrified. And, and, and see, this is all crazy because you would think that if, if, if you were the, you know, the offensive line coach in your prior world, that as you become a head coach, that would be something that not only would you, you know, kind of, uh, I don't know, what would you call it? Uh, it'd be your pet project. Yeah. You know, I know this, that Jimmy Johnson, when he became a head coach, he he still contributed to a lot of what happened with the defensive front because that yeah. was his domain. <clears throat> That's what he was in college. <clears throat> and then when he became a coordinator, is the defensive line. And so, I, I don't understand. I can't. Yeah. Understand. I know. I know. I know where you're going. That's yeah. why. Yeah, we can't. Yeah. And, and, and again, you know, get, shuffle the deck, you know, the chairs on the deck of the Titanic, you know, and all that. But it, 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 it did not, it didn't seem to matter down the stretch when we needed the offense to, to run without, you know, penalty and, and blown assignments and all the things that, you know, offensive line. You know, the greatest thing about an offensive line is you don't know who they are. That means that yeah. they're playing great. Right. And nobody mentions their name. Right. Unfortunately, right. Our, our guys, you, you know, yeah. fans can pick them out of a police lineup. <laughs> uh, I do want to thank Metro Towing and Central Termite and Pest Control for sponsoring Dan each week. And I guess, we, Roger, we haven't talked to Dan you know, since the last week is NFL games. What about the Cowboys and the 49ers, Dan? Man, we're talking about a, a, blow, to your, a blow to your psyche Boo! there. You, you, get, you think you're a Super Bowl contender, you just get humiliated on Sunday night. Yeah, uh, and again, you know, when you go into a matchup like that, and right now the 49ers 
are the goods of the NFL. Easily, far and away, ranked the number one team in, in pro football. You got to be able to, 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 you know, match them, you know, position by position. Well, what position was the chronic fail? Well, it was Dak Prescott, and Dak Prescott. And, and here's the thing, guys. There's, there's going to be a, a, a kind of a come to Jesus meeting somewhere in the next two months with the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones, and Dak Prescott. Prescott is is angling for that, you know, that third contract, which you know is going to be poo-poo money. Is he worth it? No, he's not. Dak Prescott throws three touchdowns on the weak sisters, the Atlanta Falcons, teams <laughs> like that across the league. Right. But when you get into a you know major league contest. Well, you're going against Kansas City or the 49ers or somebody that you're going to have to, you know, avoid mistakes, make plays, make great decisions. He doesn't do it. And it's been his track record. So, all that being said, there could be some monumental trades going on across the league. Now, we all know that Caleb Williams, the quarterback for the USC Trojans, is, you know, in my mind, uh, and a lot of scouts. He's the best quarterback that will uh, uh, come out in the last 10 years yeah. and maybe for the next five. So everybody in the league, you know, they know what Mahomes meant to Kansas City over the last, you know, five, six, seven years. So they want to, you know, hey, hey, put me in line. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the, well, he could be the Chicago Bears. He could be the Minnesota Vikings. But don't doubt that Jerry Jones, Somehow, some way, I'm just saying, keep this in the back of your mind because the way Dak played last week, yeah. very few people have confidence in him moving forward. Now, will he play better this week? Oh, yeah, guess what? You know, uh, he's going to play the 31st-ranked uh, right. L.A. Charger right. defense. He's going to have three touchdowns, 300 yards, and everybody's going to act like, oh, everything's back to normal. No, it's not. We won't forget what we saw last week. That will leave a mark. And at some point, I'm, I'm telling you, this that was kind of like the uh, the beginning of the end for Dak Prescott. You can't, you cannot, in in conscious, build a defense like they have. Have you know you got yeah. you got C.D. Lamb, who's a first round pick, a playmaker. You got uh, Tony Pollard, who's a Pro Bowl, and and you get slapped around like that. Why? The quarterback. Slapped around, Dan. He is. He's just slapped around. And, you know, and, and Dak is one of those guys, and I'm a Cowboy fan. He's one of those guys that even he had a comment the other day when they got beat by the lowly uh, 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 St. Louis, excuse me, Arizona Cardinals when he came out and said, well, you guys are the one that said that we were going to be Super Bowl <laughs> champs and we were going to win all these games, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's time to make a change. Uh, the, the the best season that Dak ever had was the first nine, eight, nine, ten games of his rookie season when he was the top quarterback in the league. No interceptions, no anything, no nothing. And then, of course, after making that comment, that's when he started uh, throwing an interception. And, and listen, there's a kid, there's a kid that was conceived and graduated a four-year <laughs> college since the Dallas Cowboys won a Super Bowl. And that's not acceptable in Dallas Cowboy fandom world, Dan. Right. And and I had a little birdie tell me that Jimmy Johnson will be in L.A. on the sideline of the Chargers this Sunday night. I think it's a Sunday night game. He's yes. going to be over there on the Chargers sideline just to put a little thorn <laughs> in uh, you know, Jerry Jones's you-know-what. So, really? Hey, how about, how about that? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, well, I yeah, thought yeah, they'd yeah. patch things up at the Hall of Fame or whatever. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, hey, again, hey, everybody needs to buy a ticket to watch this. This will be fun. I'll and, you know, what, what's great is, you know, I hate to say it, Little Arkansas still has such tentacles into the NFL that yeah. oh, a yeah. lot of things that happen, you know, have, uh, you know, roots and traces back to our beloved state. Yeah, so, that Cowboys, it, it'll Denver. be fun to watch. Yeah, now, absolutely. hey, before we get out of here, yeah. last week, I, my, uh, I, I, my lock didn't hit, but this week is a five-star golden play Uh-oh. in the Atlanta Falcons. Okay. This is this is a great one, and if um, you know, I've also heard that uh, Ron Rivera is on the way out, and the uh, Washington Commanders is they're playing like he's on his way out. In Atlanta, they're only getting better. So I like the uh, Atlanta Falcons laying two and a half. All right, Dan. Great stuff as always, buddy. Have have a uh, wonderful weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Dan. All right, guys. Go Hawks. Go Hawks.